podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins, Steve Collins, and Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Hey, coaches! Welcome to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. I am your host, Coach Bill Flitter. Uh, Sans uh, Coach Collins today. Uh, he is off uh, probably at a basketball game right now, so you just have me. Uh, before we get started, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the BasketballPlayCreator.com. If you need to create plays easily, I highly recommend this tools tool. Um, you can share your uh, plays with your players. Uh, you can create playbooks. Uh, awesome tool, very affordable uh go check it out again basketballplaycreator.com all right today's topic we're going to talk about how to translate better the what you practice in games or i'm sorry what you practice in your practice your drills your plays uh etc and how to get players to recall and uh, recall the play when it's when the pressure's on and in game situations. Okay, so the whole I, this came up quite a few times in the Facebook group, and I know I've experienced. You're watching a game, uh, take a simple inbound play, and the you you call the play, and your players just are not executing it. It's like they never heard of the play they don't know what where to go what movement to happen and they're running around right uh so i know and it's frustrating as heck because you practice all of those things and when it comes to game time for whatever reason right they're not executing so this bugged me enough where i'm like okay what am i doing how can i change practice how can i change the way i teach to help players perform better in games. I didn't put that on them as, oh, it's your problem. No, it's my problem. I'm the adult. Um, I have to teach better. And I'm sure as a coach, if you've been coaching any any length of time, you've come across this yourself, right? So I spent quite a bit of time um, the last few weeks researching how to, how to make this process better. Thankfully, a lot of the stuff that... Uh, I'm going to share with you today. I've already been doing um, so that that has really helped along the way. But I wanted a simplified process that I could share. So I dug into the research how to how to how to how do athletes learn and how do kids learn the best. And I put that into a systematic step by step approach that um, you can easily apply uh, to your practice when you're teaching the drills. Okay, and before I step, before I dig deep into that, I will put the link to the information and the details of the PDF you can download. I'll put that into the show notes. Um, but if you go to coachingyouthhoops.com forward slash remember dash 
basketball dash plays. Again, coaching youth hoops backslash remember dash basketball dash plays.com. So again, it's remember basketball plays is the extension with a dash in between those three words. You can download the report and everything that I'm sharing today. I'm obviously not going to go into all the details of the report. It gives a lot of examples, but let's dive into this. So how do how can we get players to retain more information? And it, it really doesn't matter if you're teaching younger kids, kindergarten, all the way up through high school, even in, into college. We all kind of learn the same way. Obviously, the rate at which we, we learn is different as we get older and the amount of information we learn is different. But the actual process is pretty, pretty similar. Okay, so the first thing, which is really fascinating when I started digging into the research, as a coach, we obviously uh, go through a drill and then have players um, or and have players listen to our instruction. They, if that's the only thing you did, they're only going to retain 5% of what you said. Pretty fascinating, right? And all of these steps that I'm going to share, if you take one away, it slows down the learning process and how much they can retain. So you really need to do all of these seven steps. And they're not hard. Some of these you, I'm sure you're already doing. So the first one is listen, right? They're just listening to you. They're, it's passive. But of course, there's problems with that. There's interpretation problems. There's you're talking too long and they're distracted and off to doing something else and hitting the person next to them and screwing around, right? Uh, then if you have them read, right? So imagine we're working on a on an inbound play. And you walk, they, they listen to your instruction. Then they read the step-by-step -step themselves. Okay, that boosts their learning uh, up to 10%. Now, if you have them read it while you're talking, so they're listening and reading, that gets you up to 20% retention of that drill. So I know I'm guilty of this. I don't hand out... Uh, uh, you know, my like, again, we're using the baseline out of bounds as the example. Uh, while I'm instructing on the court, I don't, I don't do that, but I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna try it and start, start doing, start doing this. Uh, again, so listen and read to get the 20% gain in their recall. Next, we all do this, right? We demonstrate, right? We go through maybe a five on zero scenario of that inbound play. But typically, what happens? Again, we go from I talk. They listen, and then we skip right over the other two steps, and we go right into demonstrating. Okay. Then after, uh, well, if you go, so it's listen at five percent, read at ten percent, listen and read at twenty percent, and now demonstrate at thirty percent. That's what they'll recall later on. Thirty percent of what you just went through. So now we start really getting into the interesting stuff because there's big jumps from here. So discuss is the next one. So. Discuss the players. Discuss what did you just learn? Um, and I would uh, I would add evaluate and discuss. So um, what you players just ran the play. Have them talk about it either as a group, a small group, individually, um, whatever it is. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, one on one with you know someone else. But have them and and of course with you have them come up with one or two things they could do a little bit better um, running that inbound play. 
So, but have them discuss that drill. Again, these things do not have to be long. They can be really quick. Then next we apply. So what does apply mean? Apply is different than demonstrate. Apply is now we're doing maybe a small-sided game. We're doing a five-on-five for that inbound play, really getting defense uh, uh, you know, involved as well. And that you'll gain uh, a jump of 75%. They'll retain 75% at that point. Right. Once they're applying this, applying the uh, whatever you're teaching into a situation. Yeah, again, remember, this is cumulative. So you can't just go from listen to apply and think that they're going to retain 75 percent. Doesn't work that way. You go listen, read, listen, plus read. Then you demonstrate it again, small sided games, five and oh, then you evaluate. and They evaluate and discuss. You ask them leading questions so they can start processing and thinking about it. Then you get in a five-on-five situation, small-sided games, competitiveness, gamify, right? Your your drills, whatever you want to emphasize, really apply that drill. This is interesting. So now we're at 75%. The last piece in the puzzle. Wait for it. Drum roll. Is teach. They teach. They walk through. They teach their teammates how to do the inbound play. And again, be strategic. Pick the person that you, you know, one is your 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 best best student, right? Who you know is going to kind of get it, or have them, uh, if they're maybe younger, kind of lead them. What do we do after X, right? What do we do after the ball, you know, or go position by position? Okay, Johnny, what do you do when the ball comes in? Oh, I go here, right? Or hey, can you teach me? Can you teach? The person who was sitting out of bounds waiting their turn, can you teach them what to do? Um, and that's going to boost their retention when peer-to-peer teaching happens by 90%. That is absolutely fascinating to me. Again, all of this is not just my um, uh, you know, my observation or me doing this. This is research back. So um, I, I dug up all the research. I put it into that report, which I will give you. Uh, that URL one more time, which is again, coachingyouthhoops.com forward slash remember dash basketball dash plays. And again, I'll put this in the show notes so you have it there as well. But I was quite, uh, I was pretty fascinated, uh, at, you know, at these seven core techniques for, you know, teaching. And I'm really curious. I uh, Go try these out yourself at your next practice. Just take a drill or take anything you're working on and apply these steps and see if this helps with uh, the retention in games. Um, you know, like I said, I've done a, a lot of these steps before, um, and I definitely noticed a huge difference. And especially the teach, it gives them buy-in, accountability. Uh, it makes them feel like they're they're part of the process and the teaching process. They're not just there to um, uh, do what we tell them to do, but now they get to teach and they take a sense of ownership with that and pride. So uh, even, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter what what age uh, uh, you're, you're teaching. There are steps along the way that you can ask them questions and make it age appropriate what you want them to do. Okay. Quick recap. So again, if you, if you're struggling uh, but that and there's that gap between practice and your games, and you're you know you're getting frustrated because what you're teaching 
in practice is not translating to a game. Try these seven steps. Number one, something you're doing already, you're teaching, you're, they're listening. Number two, uh, print out that play, have them read it. And you know where you can do plays, right? Basketballplaycreator.com. You can write all your instructions out right there uh, and have uh, have a printout ready for practice. And then uh, you uh, they read it. Now uh, you read it to them and they're, I'm sorry, you, um, they're reading it, you, you and they're listening. I'm sorry, they're, <laughs> let's try that again. They're reading step-by-step instructions and you're talking. So they're listening and reading. That's going to boost reten- uh, uh, that knowledge retention by 20%. Now they're going to demo it. That's a boost of thir- up to 30%. They're going to discuss what they just demoed. Okay, that's a bump of 50%. Then they're going to apply it in the live situations, small-sided games. You can gamify these, give points to what you want to, you know, want to emphasize in practice. That's going to give you a boost of 75. And the ultimate 90%, they're going to remember 90% of what you're teaching is if they teach it to their teammates. All right, coaches, as always, uh, have an amazing season. Good luck. You can always find us on Facebook at Coaching Youth Hoops. So go check us out there. Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. If you want to see us live uh, or in person or face, uh, go over to our uh, YouTube, um, search Coaching Youth Hoops podcast there. You'll find us there as well. So however you want to consume our content, we have a place for it. Coaches, have an amazing season. Uh, Reach out if you have any questions. Again, look for that uh, report. It gives a lot more detail than we just went through on the podcast. Till next time. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.